0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 1st, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. There are many legitimate complaints about the U.S. dollar, but it's not all downside, especially for Ecuador, a country that has dollarized. There, the U.S. dollar and its fluctuations serve as a check on government excess. Gabriela Calderon is a research associate at the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. She comments.
1: At the end of 1999, Ecuador had a major financial crisis, arguably the worst financial crisis in its history. And as the last recourse measure, uh, the government back then decided to do away with monetary policy altogether. And we adopted the U.S. dollar as our currency as the official currency used in the country for all transactions. Ever since then, uh, the run on banks was controlled, and not only that, but also interest rates, which were three-digit interest rates, went down, and inflation, which was normally double-digit inflation, went down. And during the past now almost 13 years we've had inflation that averages around four percent almost and so we've're one of the countries in Latin America with the lowest inflation rates during the past decade and that has uh, allowed us to to I mean to get really sizable reductions in poverty and to keep a sense of price stability that Ecuadorians had never experienced for such a long time Time before.
0: Okay, so I mean, Americans might uh, not like, uh, in many cases, what the dollar has done. Um, what What are some examples of how it uh, this the, the fact that we have discretionary monetary policy taking place in the United States for the United States constrains politicians? In Ecuador,
1: well, the reason for that is is, well, uh, it might this might sound strange to uh, I understand how this might sound strange to Americans because the Federal Reserve has been uh, part I mean engaging in all types of discretionary policies and moves lately. But everything is relative, you know. The Federal Reserve looks wonderful compared to the Central Bank of Ecuador and the history and record of the Central Bank of Ecuador. So um, what hap- but the main point is that uh, our political class in Ecuador is divorced from the monetary policy. There's nothing they can do to affect the value of money, to affect the value of people's wages. And this has been the only structural reform in our economy during the past 30 years— and it it has been credited with the major reductions in poverty we've experienced during the past decade. And this has been able to happen in spite of populist policies of Rafael Correa's government that, uh, beginning in 2007, started implementing all types of wrongheaded policies in other areas, you know, uh, spending, increasing public spending from around 23% of GDP to over 40% of GDP in such a short amount of time, but unlike Argentina and Venezuela, fellow populist South American governments, we don't suffer uh, the consequences on the inflation rate because we have much lower inflation. For example, right now, Argentina has an official rate of inflation of 10%, which is kind of laughable. That's why the IMF and the economists have to stopped publishing official rates of inflation for Argentina. But, um, you know, Steve Hanke here at the Cato Institute with the Troubled Currencies Project estimates that the actual inflation rate in Argentina is is about 50% this September, and in Venezuela, 263%. And in Ecuador, up to August of this year, we had a 2.2% inflation rate. So this is a double-edged sword, because on the one hand, Ecuadorians are not suffering from the scourge of inflation that they were used to suffering before. But on the other hand, this gives a false sense that everything is okay, that we can get away with having these distorting populist policies in the economy.
0: The dollar is very popular around the world uh, for legal and illegal uh, transactions because it's, it's viewed as relatively safe. Uh, how does uh, dollarization in Ecuador differ, uh, change the relationship between the individual and the state uh, from how it might exist in countries like Venezuela? or Argentina?
1: Well, it democratized the access to a currency that people back home in in Ecuador considered safe. It used to be before dollarization that only the rich people or the well-to-do people could evade or, or, you know, could get around official capital controls. Uh, Nowadays, since there are no real capital controls in our economy, even the poorest of Ecuadorians can keep their savings safe in, uh, in dollars. They're not going to be in a, devalu- a, a currency that can be devalued by our political class. The other hand, on the other hand, you have the experience of what is going on in Argentina and Venezuela now. You know, they have to go through the state to get dollars. And this allows the government ample room to control commerce, too. So uh, in a way, dollarization has limited what the Correa's government can do to control people's lives.
0: Gabriela Calderon is a research associate at the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity and editor of ElCato.org. You can read more on the dollar and register for our upcoming monetary conference at our website, Cato.org.